You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. Hey guys, and welcome to the next Trek Podcast. Every week we break down the latest episode of Star Trek Discovery and give our thoughts on the final frontier. My name is Chris. And I'm Tyler. And this week we're going to be talking about episode 9 of Discovery, Into the Forest, I Go. So here's the official summary. Bypassing Starfleet's orders, Lorca uses the Discovery's ultimate asset, the ship itself, in an effort to end the war with the Klingons once and for all. I really cannot wait to dive into this episode because I'm going to be honest with you, Tyler. I think this is my favorite episode of Discovery. I feel you on that one. I, I'm still I'm still figuring out if it's this one or Magic to Make the Sanest Man Go Mad, the Big Mud episode. Yes. Both so strong. And and especially in comparison to last week's episode, which we were not as thrilled about. Oh, this is so good. It's a great but episode. The, the reason why I, I feel like I, I side on this as my favorite Discovery episode is because I feel like Magic to Make the Sanest Man Go Mad feels like a more traditional Star Trek sure. episode. And I feel like this feels like a discovery episode for sure. some reason the pacing uh the ideas the the crew kind of finally gluing together and actually yeah. working and everybody kind of doing their part of the puzzle piece to you know accomplish something i just i really i really liked how it all worked out that's true and this one propels you know obviously propels the narrative forward being mm. the the end of this half of the season you know the other yeah. one was very standalone yeah, i can i can definitely see it um, this one is not as traditionally like i mean it's enjoyable like i i literally like was on the edge of my seat at yes. a couple points yes. um whereas magic you knew you could kind of feel you know it was going to reset by the end of it all and so right. uh, it and really it did reset at the end of it all you know we kind of even complained about that last time you know it with the whole Michael uh, or the yeah, Michael and Tyler kiss, uh, they didn't. It wasn't earned because it had reset. So this one, though, man, oh, this yeah. is a good episode. Well, I have to say, like, I was really, really hoping it would be great because yeah. of last week's episode being such a disappointment yeah. for me, anyway. That I was hoping they'd come back really strong and not have too many of the elements that I didn't like in last week's episode. And it, it was almost like. The planet was just uh, something they just barely just bypassed. They didn't even talk you, really about it, why they needed it, why it yep. was important. None of that stuff was even in this episode. Which you did I not gotta... need to see last week's episode. No. Honestly. No. You, you needed – all you needed to know was that Tyler and, Bur- and Burnham kissed, which we saw in a flashback anyway. In this episode, uh, yeah. And then the recap that, oh, this planet sent out a signal that attracted the Klingons. That's it. You, you right. could have removed last week's episode and changed almost nothing. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's let's dive into our our official breakdown of the episode, uh, and uh, we'll go from there because there's a lot to digest Man. and talk yeah, about. Yeah, and and what we don't have this time is a bunch of alternating storylines. This is really just one just straight, one. Uh, yes. very fast paced episode. There's a ton packed in this 47 minutes. Um, it really is. So we we pick up moments after uh, after last week uh, uh, last week's episode the discovery is orbiting Pavo and uh, the Vulcan Admiral who we now know is named Admiral Taral uh, orders Lorca to retreat back into Federation space they, they want to regroup they want to figure out how to um, how to sort out all of the the whole Klingon cloaking device 
problems. Yeah. Basically. Here, you know, I, this is a nitpick starting right off and I'm so sorry, but, but yeah. one of the things that I said right off when I saw this scene was why are they having this discussion on the bridge I the with same everyone thing. else? It oh. doesn't make any sense. This is a, this is a, a, a conversation that should be in captain's quarters yep. without the rest. Of, Cause obviously Lorca is being a little bit subordinate here. Oh, seriously. Oh yeah. I, I, I also thought, by the way, you know, we we nitpicked at the very beginning of the whole series of Burnham being whether she was the first mutineer or whatever. Right. We have, he, in front of his entire bridge crew, plans a mutiny, essentially. Right. Well, yeah, but see, I mean, not is... a mutiny, but but he plans insubordination in front right. of everybody else. Yeah, he's he against being an a... admiral. Yeah, yeah, he's being fully and completely insubordinate. There's no doubt yeah. that he is he is. Not only is he saying, okay, we're not going to do this, but he draws the rest of the crew into it so that even if somebody else on that bridge had an issue, they would have a very difficult right. time voicing their concern. <laughs> What's Saru going to say? You know Saru was not really happy about this whole situation. No, it was weird. It was weird. Yeah. Anyway, so that, that was my one – that was the one thing that I – it was like, why are they at? I was upset yep. with the like staging of this, but that's the only I nitpick the I have for this entire episode. So let's I keep have, going. I have maybe one other one that'll come up in a little bit, but it's it's maybe even a smaller nitpick than that. So uh, so I can handle it. So um, I, I did like. I mean, on that same note that Lorca says, if you're planning on disobeying a direct order, best not to advertise the fact. And so he's, yes, you know, he's gonna you know cover up. He's, he's having St- uh, Stamets go and get his whatever his implants checked out which blow up in Stamets face but it's a funny moment yeah but it also it feels a lot like uh, a Kirk McCoy yes. kind of move that kind of relationship where yeah. Kirk is like you know what I think it was in Star Trek 6 I was just thinking yeah yep. that that moment in Star Trek 6 where you know they're they're all thinking he's thinking two steps ahead and yep. trying to lead I, I just I like I liked it I thought it was clever yeah, don't, was don't we need to do some some checking or some inventory right. or whatever it is on the right. ship yeah, yeah exactly I, I love that it's good it felt again very felt very Star Trek you know it did Burnham gets herself busted earlier on for for mutiny but we get good old Kirk frankly that's a like you said yeah. it's a Kirk move Lorca, Lorca did that yeah um so uh, yeah, he he does that. He sends Stamets off to get uh, to get checked out. Uh, Burnham and Saru are trying to sort of figure out how to handle the the cloaking device um, issue, and and I like that. They, we kind of get an explanation for the for the cloaking device. Not that we've needed one. We've they've been around since season three of uh, of the original series, but but okay, you know they bend light around them. Good good for that. Um, uh-huh. And uh, they are going to. Oh, this I forgot actually another nitpick that I have in a bit, but we'll we'll get there. Um, they they are uh, they've got to send a boarding party to the Klingon ship when it arrives to plant um, sensors to kind of track and see what the actual device does to the to the field around it. So, right, yep. Um, and I guess well I'll talk about that that later. So Lorca, <laughs> um, I, I have a problem with that plan, but we'll we'll get there. Uh, Lorca goes to the to the med bay to uh, to check on Stamets and, um. This, this led me to something very strange, and, and I don't know if this is anything. It's it's one of those – we found out a few episodes ago that Dr. Culper is not the chief medical officer on the ship. Right. And yet he's the only one we ever see. Is and there he's a treating his husband. What, what if there isn't a chief medical officer? Like what if it's just a bunch of – like do you know what I mean? Is I thought possible? he said I have to, I have to help uh, the chief – you know, do some Andorian tonsillectomy or something like that a while ago. Maybe I misheard, but 
Um, it may, may maybe maybe he is, and maybe he was doing it on a on a. I don't know. We need to go back and look at that yeah. and, and see because I I don't I'm not totally sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The, the we just never is, see but. another one, and I feel like there's not a reason for it. Like we see Stamets, who's the chief scientist on the on board, and Saru and all the others. You know, we are not entirely lower decks. You know, ignoring sure. Yeah, yeah. The no, no, staff. absolutely. I just think that Discovery might be um, staffed differently than sure. any other any other crew because we don't have a really chief engineer, do we? I guess that's true. I sort of have have always assumed it's Stamets. But, but he seems more he's like more he's of the chief just science on, officer. Yeah, he's. He, I think he's just working on the the, the spore drive. So yeah. I don't know. I think we're just. I don't know. Well, uh, I don't know. That's. It's an interesting point to think about and maybe to kind of graph off in our minds and figure yeah. out. It also goes into later the fact that Tyler is clearly the only security officer on the entire ship, even though we saw <sighs> others when Burnham first got on board. We saw like doors being guarded by by men black. with rifles. Yeah, yeah black. with black. Which we've never seen black insignia. insignia since then. Yeah, I um, don't know what that is. I don't. I, it, it is a little strange that they teased that and then never got back to it. Really, but. really dropped it. And uh, yeah. um, but Tyler is left to be the only security guy who had, clearly has PTSD going over to, you know, another starship. Anyway, but anyway, uh, <laughs> it's uh, uh, let's see. So they um, we we find out that yes, clearly there are some some bad things happening to Stamets' brain. His his white matter is messed up, whatever that means, um, which we've seen evidence of that. We talked about that last episode. I would say yeah, last episode does tie into this. Um, we know that Stamets is, you know, he was going from, from really super, you know, stone Stamets to now um, kind of cranky Stamets and now back to basically normal Stamets other than he's he's decaying. Um, right. Which yeah, gets well, crazy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes, there's no doubt. I, I think he's more like exhausted Stamets. Yeah. Like I feel like he's more and more realizing he is spinning way too many plates. He feels like yeah. he is keeping things away from every single person and trying to keep track of the truth is very difficult yeah. for him and while he's literally, being, yeah. Literally keeping track of like the universe as well. Right. All in yeah. his head. That's gotta be messing him up. I think he's, I think he's exhausted at this yeah. point is what, is what it seems to me. Yeah. Um, so, this leads to basically Lorca's big plan, which is is some of the best paced um, stuff in, in basically all of Star Trek. Best paced, paced plotting. Um, we get some great tension through this whole plot here um, yeah. because it essentially is about to lead to a countdown. Um, Stamets, uh, he asks Stamets to make 133 micro jumps like around um, the Klingon ship, partially to distract it, but partially to sort of track the sensors um, that, that Burnham yeah. is about to place yeah, on there and map where the, the, the ship is. And, and that leads to some really, uh, some really great stuff. You know, there, there essentially is a countdown uh, or a count up to 133 that tracks the pacing and the tension throughout this whole episode. And it's so, it's so well done. Yeah, no doubt. I agree a hundred percent. So, um, but we get, what do you think about this next thing that we're going to see? We see a different side of Lorca in, in pretty much this entire episode. Lorca, um, he asks Stamets to make these 133 jumps. And then we see he's been tracking Stamets' jumps the entire time. He, he has been yes. mapping out everything Stamets has been doing. Um, and he uses that to inspire Stamets for the future. Is that is that honest, do you think? Or is, is Lorca just manipulating him? Uh, yeah, both. I, I I think he is both being honest and also 
manipulating him. I think that is the, the, the interesting thing about Lorca is that he can be both truthful and manipulative. Sure. Uh, so I think he knows that this is going to work. Otherwise, he wouldn't say it. Right. Oh, yeah, he totally knows. Otherwise, yeah, he's putting himself out there to be rejected. He knows right. it's going to work. Yeah, he knows it's going to work, and he knows it's going to pique his interest. Yeah. Because it's it's crazy. It's a, But I yeah. also think that Stamets knows more than Lorca does in this moment. Sure. Because of what he decides to do at the end of this episode, I think sure. is a... I don't know. I, I, it's interesting. It's an interesting um, uh, who knew what when type of a right. thing. So Lorca, when you say he, when he knew what he was doing, do you mean Stamets or do you mean Lorca yes, at the end? I think Stamets. Okay. I think there's, Stamets. there's an interesting theory I just stumbled across, and I want to see what you say about that later on. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah, I haven't looked at any theories or anything again. Like I, you know, I tried. Yeah. I, I stumbled on it. I really didn't mean to find it. Okay. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am I, I do try and be <laughs> as honest as I can. So some of you who, who listen to this podcast may say, Chris is an idiot. There are so many other articles already debunking whatever, whatever, whatever. Why is he even bringing that? It's just because I don't know. I am ignorant. <laughs> and so after we finish this show, I turn I turn off my recording and then I go listen. And then I'm like, oh, man, why did I say that? And if I can't edit myself out, I do. So <laughs> there we go, ladies and gentlemen, behind the scenes. Next track. There we go. Yeah. It's, but you know what? To, to be very honest, you know, we said this before, but just to continue giving you credit, you came up with the Volk theory on your own. And then well, I was like, hey, everybody else came up with this as well. But you did come up with it independently. I, yeah. I Literally, like when right after we had watched the show, I told Melody, I'm like, man, I think those two guys might be the same Yep. The same person or whatever, whatever, whatever. And then, you know, I started to think about it and went back and Anyway, so I thought it was so smart, and, no, and I was going to get it, and no one else was, and then all of a sudden, here we are. And I th- there's no doubt after this episode that I'm right. Oh, that gosh. we're right. A hundred percent. Everybody, mean, okay, good. If, right, good. If not, if not, it is the best deception we've ever had. Yeah, it's, right? it, it, it turns out that, like, Lorca is Volk. Lorca is Volk the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> or Lorel yeah. is Volk, and Burnham is Lorel or something yes, like oh that. Yes, oh, my gosh. crazy. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, it's... Yeah. Anyway, there's a whole nother theory. We'll we'll get to that in, in a little bit, which I, I I don't buy it entirely, but we'll we'll see where it goes. Um, okay. So Stamets so, looks at this. They, they explain yeah. that this this technology, this this discovery mycelial network spore jump blah blah blah, isn't only for our space yeah. and time. It's also parallel universes, right? It's all he says, you know, even later on, he says, like, I, I can see everything, every permutation. Uh, yeah. So it's it is it's all the multiverses, not just the mirror universe singular, but maybe all the mirror universes. Right. Yeah. No, this is this is parallel universes. This is it was interesting. I watched after Trek and one of the they always I recommend didn't. they recommend shows to watch. Yeah. And of course, the first one they recommend is what? Parallels. Yep. So. I need to watch that again. That was yeah. crazy. That's so oh, good. Anyway. All right. So this is good. It's an interesting moment. We've seen Lorca look at this map before, and now I know mm-hmm. what he's been doing. He's been mapping and understanding where they're going, what they're bumping into, yep. all that kind of stuff. Which I that, – that was cool. I, I always just assumed that was like um, – uh, the, the battle lines you know, or something right. like that. Right, so that, right, right. that was kind of neat. They put that right in front of us. Um, let's see. Okay. So, uh, yeah, like we've said, uh, Lorca orders Tyler and, uh, uh, Tyler to go to the ship of the dead with somebody else. And Burnham asserts herself and says, no, you are taking me. I am going on this, on this, uh, away mission. And, and Lorca really fights her on it. When 
he should be fighting. Like she is 100% expendable. I mean, she, she is not a member of the crew. She has been there before. It actually makes complete sense. She goes, <laughs> Tyler is the one who it makes no sense that he goes. Yeah. It is an interesting, like, Hey, you've literally, you're obviously having issues. Uh, or even if you're not obviously having issues, there's a potential that you were a Klingon prisoner of war. Yeah. Going back over there may cause some, some mental some distress. Yeah. Although, like, you know, we get, we, we have, um, Captain Picard in chain of command being captured by the, the Cardassians. And I forget how long it is. And then, you know, he's right back to duty next week and doing just fine. Uh, and captured by the Borg, he gets one episode off and then comes back. So I guess that's just Starfleet's way of operating. Yeah. But see, here's interesting of those, those episodes is of course you get, what is that episode called? Home? Is that the one uh, yeah, that's after? Yeah, family, family. Family, family. Thank yeah. you. Yes, oh, I knew it was so a one. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a great, but we don't know how much time passed between True. family and then the next episode. Because we have three. no sense of time at right. Star Trek Next Generation at all. Exactly. So that's the thing is, is that it could have been months. Uh, you know what I mean? It probably you know could have been weeks. Could have had a year maybe? off, yeah. Well, yeah, who knows? Who knows how long that is? I'm sure, look. I'm sure you guys can go and look at the captain's <laughs> log with a star date and tell me, no, n- now no, I'm, I'm sad sorry. that I didn't, I didn't do that for you. <laughs> I should have done it. Actually, so it was four I, and a half days. Chris. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure we can figure it out. But what I'm saying is, is that the sense of time is not yeah. nearly as, uh, uh, you really can't tell it as no. much as you can here in discovery. Cause we're doing this kind of storytelling. Which they make a point back. quite often of telling us it's been, it's been two weeks. It's been a day. It's, you know, things like that, which is, which is cool. You know, we, we know that, he even says it was, I think, 227 days that he was captured by the uh, yeah, um, Seven months, by the right? That's what he says. Seven, yeah. They, it translates to multiple seven times. Yeah. Multiple times. They, they bring up how long yeah. he was captured. So. Yeah. All right. Um, Lorca, yeah, Lorca gives this speech to the crew, which I, I really like. Um, uh, he Burnham Burnham convinces him to go, and, and so she and Tyler are getting ready to um, to, to beam on board the, the um, what's it called? The Ship, of the, Ship Dead, of the Dead as soon as it gets there. Great name, by the way. Awesome name. Yeah. Um, and he, I really like, I'm liking Lorca more and more, and I know that they're lulling me into this false sense of security, and he's going to be awful, which we'll get to my theory, that, or the theory that's later on. I don't but, know about that. I think I think this is all a story of redemption for both I, him and for for Burnham. Like I, I want that so bad, I do. There's... There's no, there's no doubt. It's, it's all about redemption. It's going to be Cole's redemption. It'll be Burnham's redemption and Lorca's. Well, Cole's dead, though. You mean Volk? I'm sorry, Volk. What I say, okay. Cole? Cole? Yeah, Cole. Not Cole. 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 Is, hey, maybe he's he had back. his. He's he's in Stovacor. Stovacor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Stovacor. Look at you pulling out old Klingon references. Boom. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so he gives this great speech. He inspires them. You know, now I look at you or when I took command of this vessel, you were a, a crew of polite scientists. Now I look at you and you are warriors all awesome. It's yeah. so good. Uh, and you, you really like him and the crew looks at each other and they're like, yeah, this guy who we kind of hated before cause he was making us work like this <laughs> is now their yeah. captain. And I love it. Yeah, um, totally. And so now we get to the dumbest line in this entire um, this entire episode. I, uh, is this your nitpick? That, is this your this nitpick? Is, this is my nitpick. I, I remembered a second nitpick, but this is the, the second nitpick is the, um, the, the little tiny one that I can, I can do without this one is, is really bad. So their entire yeah. point, right. Is to go on this, this mission yes. to detect, to figure out how, how to detect a cloaked ship, right? Yes. The, uh, the homing or whatever. The same thing with the, with the generations, right? right? Find out the, uh, 
Oh, what is it called? What is it the called? Frequency, the, the, the frequency, the cloaking frequency. The cro- yeah, there yeah. we go. So they do that, correct? Um, now, so they're on their way. Lorca has, has told them to go at warp five back to Starbase 46. They are not back at Pavo. And uh, the lieutenant, I think Reese is his name, um, the communications or sensors guy, goes, hey, so we've just received the signal of a cloaked Klingon vessel entering the orbit of Pavo. Yeah. Okay, how can they detect a cloaked Klingon ship, A, and B, how can they detect it while at warp moving away from Pavo? They can detect that a cloaked Klingon ship flew into the, the Pavo system. W- weren't they using the uh, the, the array? No, it, it, they, they never went down to do it because the array just sent them sent them there. Uh, well, they somehow knew that the Klingons were coming, right? I they mean, knew that because of the sub. The, it was sent on their Klingon frequency, so they knew they were right. coming. But they somehow detect. The whole point is that they can't detect cloaked ships, which is why I mean, they somehow, have to go on this mission. But they can apparently, but and apparently for this one they instance. Can. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I honestly have no idea. It may have been like they. I don't know. I have to go back and look at that. That's a it, good. It's a good point. It bummed me out real hard. And, and then we, uh, then the cloak, the the ship decloaks, which is a great effect. It's really, it's kind of like green fire. It's decloaking yes. them. It yeah. is the slowest cloak ever. It is. Just ever. It's the slowest cloak, and it's so slow that it finishes cloaking or decloaking. They have not yet raised the shield somehow. Right. Yes. And they're Burnham to... and Tyler are just hanging out in the transporter room. Yeah, and they're able to beam over in yeah. time. Yeah. It's like no. it's like half an hour. They're just sitting there like, <laughs> oh, I guess it's time to decloak and then they transport over. It's so weird. Yeah, it is an interesting it is an interesting thing because you'd imagine that even even if you were just kind of chilling in open space, you'd probably raise those shields right, right after away. you yeah, right after you decloaked as soon as possible. So yeah, it is it is an interesting thing. Are you sure they weren't able to use the the array that they didn't set it up? I'm Maybe I missed a line somewhere, but it it bugged me so much that the point of the episode is to detect cloak ships, or is that they can't detect cloak ships, and then suddenly they can, in order to tell that it's arrived. Right. Yeah. I. I. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. I. I think. It's, I hope I'm wrong. I really. I really do. Otherwise, yeah. That is. You, it's, you, that's you sloppy. Might, you might be right. You might be right. I. I just. I cannot remember. I can't remember. I. I felt like. The array does like a an echo like location almost like shadowy hoping. thing, and then but what what they did well on on the discovery was mm. that one's that one ship's actual location. Do you know what I mean? Right. I I just think if if so they yeah. implied that way too much because like, I it seemed like they because yeah, they got over to Pavo and then moments later they're saying shoot the Klingons are on their way we have to go we didn't ever get them back down to the, to the planet surface to like um, calibrate the array yeah. or, or whatever. And maybe yeah. I'm, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. Cause, cause that really takes away my main, my main problem. The other one is, is a tiny little problem and it's really, it's a stupid nitpick, but it's there. Um, okay. That's a good point. We'd have to go back and look at that. I, I think that's a good, that's a good um, uh, plot hole. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. If, yeah. Uh, Cause it, and really it's, it's, it's a stellar episode. It doesn't detract from the meaning of the episode or anything. No, you've like just that. you've ruined everything. I've ruined everything. It's, I'm sorry, everybody. You you have destroyed <laughs> my hopes and dreams. Uh, this oh, the show can to, don't worry. the show can burn now. The show can burn. 
I, I'm canceling my uh, CVS All Access right now. My goal uh. is complete. <laughs> Guys, this is the uh, last episode of Star Trek Discovery, uh, our podcast, the Next Trek podcast. Just, yes. uh, don't watch anymore. Don't listen. <laughs> We're done. Just because of this one, this <laughs> one problem, child Tyler's ruined it all. It's it's yep. it's all his fault. So I try. Just blame him. I try. This is why I'm here. This is why we get paid the big bucks. <laughs> so Burnham and Tyler, all that to say, if if you can stomach getting through the rest of this episode with me, we will we'll finish. Uh, so Tyler and Burnham get to the ship of the dead. I I I, I like them there. You know they're they're getting through. It's it's nice and tense. Yes. Um, suddenly, I was so happy. Suddenly they detected another human life sign, and I was like, "Thank goodness they didn't kill Cornwall like we thought last right. episode." Yeah. Oh, well, now so I happy. didn't think that. Now oh, I, I was, did. The, I, did. I was, sorry. I was the believer. I said, yeah. "I don't know that she's. I'm not sure they confirmed her death." It just means Lorel doesn't know when she's killed somebody or not. But that's as a Klingon warrior, I think that's something you should do. But whatever. I don't think Lorel. I don't think she wanted to kill her. I hope not. I hope not. Um, what? No, Lorel. Come on, Lorel's got her own thing going. She knows she what does. she's she's doing. She's hoping. And, and we love Laurel. I, Laurel is like, she's she's up there for me now. I, we get I like to see her. a lot of Laurel oh, in this episode. We see quite a lot of Laurel. Uh, yeah, <laughs> more what, than what, I ever wanted to see. <laughs> what Lursa and Betor only teased. Oh, that's right. That's right. We get to. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Uh, so uh, yeah, this this is TV mature for a reason. Uh-huh. So uh, we. Yeah. They get in there. They find uh, Cornwell, and they find uh, Laurel along with Cornwell. Yeah. Um, I will admit, by the way, when they first said human life signs, but you know, obviously, I said I thought, yes, it's it's Cornwell, secretly, um, and I said this to the people I was watching it with. I was like, mud. What if they? No, oh, that would have been sweet. I, I didn't even think of that. What if it's Tyler? What if it's the real Tyler? Oh, you know, that would have been like, that would have been so oh, good. What's right? your name? My name is yeah. Ash Tyler. Wait, <sighs> what? Yep, that would have been sweet. Uh. But whatever, this it's fine. I'm okay that it wasn't there. Uh, so uh, they get to, they get Cornwell. She can't move. She's she's paralyzed. It seems from the waist down, or or yeah. she just can't move at least. Um, and Tyler really just goes into some very significant flashbacks. Um, and and is incapacitated essentially. He yeah. He, he goes into shock. As one does when you're back with your captors that tortured you for seven months. Right, and you know nobody considered that, but that's I guess you know. Cornwell did say things like that to Lorca and he ignored her. So it's, I'm going to put that on Lorca for. Well, yeah, there's a lot to, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Totally. Yeah. So, uh, Burnham, Laurel, Laurel stands up and is like you, and then Burnham stuns her right away. Uh, and (laughs) which is, which is good, but, uh, there's a nice exchange. I I like Cornwell. I really do. She's, I, I wish we got more of her, um, just overall because she's, she's, tough she is um decisive you know very quickly you know status report specialist burnham she's back in it she's giving orders yeah Yeah, totally Um, yeah i don't know how much more we'll ever see of her again but yeah yeah. this is a good way to at least know that she wasn't like just killed off quickly like a tasha yar or a uh yeah you know what i mean like just kind of unceremoniously just killed off so it was good it was good to have her back no doubt yeah so uh, Burnham Burnham leaves and she's got to keep setting up the transmitters. This is the tiny nitpick. This is the small, just weird nitpick. Um, so these are sp- they're supposed to be like on the ship undetected, right? 
And they have these gigantic, bright, flashing yeah. lights that blink and make noise. Yes. They they blink. They make noise. They're massive. They're backpacks. They're huge. Backpack-sized <laughs> sensors. And they also have the Starfleet logo right. emblazoned on the top of them. <laughs> it's like... Are, what? Yeah. At least, at least, kind of like etch off the Starfleet logo. Right? Or stick them in the duffel bag. Like keep them in the bag. Because it doesn't. Yeah. It can go through a bulkhead of a ship. It can, or the hull of a ship. It it can go through the the you know uh, nylon of your backpack. It, it, the, that was the weakest the weakest yep. part of, of of the whole thing. Because honestly, it would for me anyway. Yeah. Uh, it, it was like. We've got to put it in a really non-discreet look, like a really easy place to put it. And then yeah. we've got to put it on the bridge. On the bridge. And it's Why? bright flashing with lights. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I thought the There's no thing. reason for nope. that. Other than just, we need to have Michael Burnham. Why, well, how can we get her on the bridge? Well, yep. she has to put it on the bridge. Why? Yep. Because she, because she, she has, has to. She has to. It's the, well, why it's didn't needed. they, uh, you know, it could be magnetic and just beam it to the hull on the outside. Because it's visible. It's a visible ship. It hadn't put its shields up. Beam it to the, beam it to the outside. Stick yeah, it to why, the hull. Why even have? Why even beam? Because we need they, to be on board. We need to be. We need That's to have right. a moment of fighting, and oh, which was great. It yeah, worked. no, it was good. It was good. All right, let's let, let's let's let, let's continue <laughs> with this. Uh, so she she puts this ma- these this massive these massive blinking contraptions everywhere. So she gets to the bridge. Um, uh, uh, Cornwell and Tyler have to fight off Klingons that are trying to find them. Yeah. Um, but the big thing is that she gets to the bridge and she pulls out her communicator. We see the the uh, universal translator. It was such a it, that's a nice transition. Um, it was good. It was Klingon. very good. I don't uh, know why they hadn't used it before. Now I guess we haven't just, had the need for it. We haven't had yeah. interactions. Yeah, like that. I guess. Yeah, it was just it was a it was it was a nice moment. I did like it. Yeah, it was yeah. very much like a, a Valkyrie uh, yes. type moment. You know, like the Tom Cruise movie when they, yep. he goes from speaking German to speaking english just for us the audience to understand oh okay i get it this is a artistic way of telling us that this is a universal translator it was good right. i liked it yeah and i wonder actually if that is because i know they were still filming um you know around the third episode of, of discovery they were still filming the end of it um and so i wonder if this was a a quick fan sh- a shift after the reaction from the first couple of episodes that they mm. couldn't have fixed earlier but maybe they fixed now but but who knows i, yeah. I like it either way yeah um, this may be the last klingon we see other than laurel huh Lorel it might, might... Yeah, oh that's true i yeah i didn't even think about that because and she can speak english so laurel can speak english yeah and uh this this is kind of like the i mean as far as like we're concerned is like the really bad klingon folks yeah he, they're, they're, yeah, at the end of this episode, there there's kind of a big exclamation point put on the end of it. So that's that's true. We're, I wonder how much we're even moving away from the war for a little while. I mean, it's it's it'll be interesting. I think quite literally, we're moving really <laughs> Very, far away that's from true. the war. So um, as this is all going on, we uh, we haven't mentioned they are um, the, the the two ships have started to do battle uh, for for a minute at least, and while they're doing this um stamets is doing his jump so he's he's jumping the the ship 133 times around the klingon vessel hey, can i just say though yeah. discovery looks really awesome doing these maneuvers right? like it just it moves really nice and the ship of the dead so big it's like bulky yep. it's not able to move and keep up so i i really like this like yep. discovery is sleek and fast and it's able to like move around even without the jumps at first at the very beginning of the battle it really does a cool like 180 turnaround yep. it looks good i mean this show looks great still. right so you yeah. you cannot complain even again, amongst all of our complaints last episode with the exception of saru running 
you know, the show, it looks beautiful. You know, yeah. we can't take, a, take that away from the show at all. Yeah. Um, and so he's, he's doing this, they're, they're getting their, um, their readings. And this is what we meant earlier with the, this countdown. Um, we're counting the jumps as we go and you see Stamets getting weaker and weaker and his pulses racing and, oh man, this tension, you know, which is amping up because Burnham is about to battle with Cole. And then you get Stamets who is dying to, to get these readings. Man, it's so well done. It, yeah. It's just great. Agreed. Um, she and, and then Burnham and Cole start. Start fighting. What do you, what do you think about this duel? Was it was it earned? Was it a needed duel, or or was it just fun times? Uh, I liked it, but there was a lot of things that were uh, amazing coincidences. I guess is what I would say. How so? Just the, you know that he st- he still has um, Georgiou's uh, insignia that when he, he wasn't even it. there. Yeah, that he uses it as something to pick his teeth with. It just seemed a little too like. Yeah, uh, gut punchy. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. to have that back, um, that felt a little um, yeah. that way. And then of course the way that the fight ends, uh, the whole thing. Just I like the fight itself, but everything yeah. around it, I felt like was very big coincidence. Like, sure. well, thank very goodness contrived. that happened. Thank goodness that happened. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, thank goodness he wanted to fight her. Yeah. Um, I don't understand why he didn't just break her neck and be done with it. You know what right. I mean? It just, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. The, the, the actual surrounding of the fight, mm-hmm. although I, I enjoyed it, it was yeah. still like, you know, why are you being a villain? Why not just kill her? End it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Why slap the, the insignia on your your it's, chest. It's what you know we've what I mean? seen so far with Discovery, right? They they are just on the nose with yeah. everything, hitting you over the head with everything. Yeah. This is parallel, right? The last time she was here, Giorgio died, and uh, you know, which she uses. I like that she uses that kind of to taunt him that I killed Takuma, but it's you know. He might as well have said, this is your chance for redemption, Michael Burnham. You know, it, right. that's what this was. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have, I, it just, it seemed weird. It just, I think it would have been even more powerful for her to have just found her insignia. Yeah. You know I mean? Still around, you know, while she was down there and it had fallen off or whatever. Right. And she was like, or Laurel had it for some reason. Yeah, or, I just, I, I didn't buy Cole having it. And, and the fight, obviously, he was definitely completely out. She was completely outmatched. Right. There's, there's no... No way. And then, of course, she was able to, at the very last moment, you know, beam out with very cool kind of jump off of the. That was neat. The t- yeah. It was neat, but again, at the same time, like, it, that's like a split second. It's like less than a. a uh, it's not a very high place she's jumping from. Right. So hopefully she, if she timed miscalculated that. Right. that yeah. <laughs> she just hit like, the ground. And- <laughs> because there, there was a little bit of time yep. in between like her knowing that she's going to get beamed out and her jumping off. So if she were like, yay, <laughs> it breaks a leg and just beams out. <laughs> yeah. Like it just, it was a yeah. little, just all, coinc- but I enjoyed it. It was good. I, yeah. It was good television. There's no yeah. doubt. It was a good, t- I, I'm, I feel like I'm being way too negative right now. <laughs> I'm really enjoyed it. Yeah. But it the was- only thing I wanted was I, I actually hoped that again, talking about parallels a little bit, I wish um, just like Laurel grabs onto Tyler and beams over. Yeah. I, I kind of wish, cause you know, she swings over at, at Cole, uh, Cole and grabs the insignia off his chest. I yeah. thought she was going to grab him and beam over with him. And right. I was like, sweet. We've got prisoners now, you know, and, and we're right. going to have some great Cole interaction and Laurel, but uh, it's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm, it didn't disappoint me. I just thought that was what was going to happen. Totally. Um, 
And then Cole dies. I mean, shoot, I, I thought he was the big bad of the season. Well, yeah, so it works, right? So they're able yeah. to, they do the 133 jumps and they're able to detect the ship and Lorca has that wonderful moment like every yep. starship captain should have. Oh. Fire. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, so and good. And they just lob. I don't know. I don't know if they're proton torpedoes at this point. What are they? We, it's unclear. I don't think we've we've mentioned it yet because I have to go back at, to Enterprise because I don't think at the end of Enterprise we had had photon torpedoes. They exist, but I, I don't think proton, Enterprise I said had proton them. Pi- oh, did you? Proton oh. torpedoes. Photon. I meant yep. to say photon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Chris. Uh, those are photon yeah, torpedoes. Yeah, so sorry. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> totally. I think I did. Quantum I thinking, torpedoes also would come later, but that is, Yes, yes, yes. <sighs> that was first contact, right? We first saw quantum torpedoes? I think that was the first time, yeah. Yeah. Maybe in... Uh, um, maybe in Deep Space Nine we saw him yeah, too. Yeah, but... somewhere around the Borg. Somewhere around that Borg war. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it's great. Um, he, he kills him off. I, I like that Lorca is there. Um, he's ready to stare. He, like, even zaps his eyes so that he can stare at the explosion. So good. So uh, good. Oh, so uh, it was great. And then and then turns around yeah. and looks at Burnham as, <laughs> that as was happens. a little. That was yeah. a little almost on the edge of being too yeah. cheesy of like, all right guys, yeah. you're going to do the turnaround walk away slow. Like, explode, <laughs> like a cop movie. Yeah. yeah. It was a yeah. little, it was a little much, yeah. but I just like the looks that everybody gave each other. They just destroyed the it's ship time. of the dead. Yeah. You know, the, the war is probably over. Lorca looks at Michael. Michael looks at Saru. There are all yeah. these kind of moments of just understanding without talking at all. I loved it. It, it was very good. It was a good, great moment of like wrapping up what I thought was going to be a much longer storyline. Yeah. Same. So here we are. Yeah. Yeah. It does make me wonder, you know, I know discovery has been renewed for a second season, but it it does make you wonder if there's any credence to the whole anthology rumors that there were, because I think we're too late for that. I think they've, they've done so much of this, but it, it seems like they're wrapping up this war really fast. Well, I think it's important because they don't want Discovery to be gone without having wrapped up stuff. And I think at the end of this episode, Discovery, spoiler alert, is is no longer in where we don't don't know where they are. They they go someplace else. And so I think it's important they wrapped up that story, didn't feel like everything was left hanging. And that, you know, who knows if they ever get home? Because that that also means, and this plays into the theory too, too, but that also may explain why the Discovery just was never heard of again. Right. Cool. And again, like what if, what if the, the showrunner has been lying to us the entire time that that was not the prime universe at all. And what we're going to do is eventually get there. Yep. You know, or, we'll visit it once. Yeah. Or, or that, uh, well, I guess let's, let's do it. Lork, there's a theory out there and, and I've, there's some interesting proof to it. Lorca. Um, let's see. Well, okay. Let's let's get to this let, in, in let, a little let, bit. Let's, let's do a little keep, bit. Yeah, let's keep going. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. sorry, we've got ahead I, of ourselves. No, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Let's <clears> let's <throat> let's finish up the recap and then we can talk about all this. So yeah. what's next? Okay. So um, the so ship blows up. This is we kind of have a, a Return of the King situation. There's like four endings um, to this. So, Which so they, I loved. Uh, totally fine. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. Um, we find out that uh, Corn, Cornwell is you know on the way back to to the starbase um, and that. Uh, uh, was, uh, Lorca is about to get the Legion of Honor, but he gives it to Stamets instead because he's he, awesome. Yeah, right. Yeah, see, you you like Lorca now for some reason. What's I going do. On, I love Lorca. I didn't trust <laughs> him. You said he was going to be like a villain. Uh, I I still think he. I mean, he's definitely playing himself as a Bond villain, but I I just yeah. like I like so I like Lorca. Let me ask you a quick question because I Cautiously. went back and I listened to this. Oh yeah, yeah. I went back and listened to this four times, and then. 
finished the episode and I was trying to understand timeline and I don't know that it's made clear. Okay. So Lorca is having this conversation with the Vulcan Admiral. Right. Who says that the that uh, Admiral Cornwell just got there and she'll be fine. She's going to make a full recovery. It will be great. Then Lorca says to him, hey, we're just doing the final uh, analysis on the being able to cl- uh, detect Klingon cloaks. Mm-hmm. It's going to take us about 11 hours to get that to you. So I don't think they ever get it to him. Nope. I don't think so either. So th- that was my question is, is that yep. like, so they solve this thing. And if we are in the prime universe at this moment, anyway, yep. that's the reason why we're not able to detect Klingon cloaks today. Yeah. I mean, in, in for basically the rest of the you know, original series all the way through, because even in the original series, right, they are still, there's a whole episode. One of the best episodes of the original series is the enterprise incident. They are Kirk and Spock are trying to still get their hands on a, on a cloaking device. Right. Um, so it's, 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 and, and we know, I mean, throughout the rest of them, they still don't know how a cloaking device works. Which, by the way, I don't really buy that in, like, 200 years of Star Trek history, no one has ever made their own cloaking device. I, you know, they tried and it messed up. But but uh, anyway, all that, whatever, that's that's the whole side thing. But sure. um, we, yeah, they never get it there. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I think to your point there, if we can geek out for a moment, I think a lot yeah. of that has to do with the treaties that they sign with the various, right? Uh, right? That's the only reason why we don't have cloaking device. Cloaking. Yeah, because well, they, we tried to make one, and that was Pegasus, and it it messed up, and they got to like. Um, but I mean, it? the reason why we don't we're quote unquote not supposed to make them is because right. we oh. made a deal with right. the Klingons and all these right and the Romulans, these, yeah, the at Romulans. the very least the Romulans. I can't remember if we did it with the Klingons, but for sure the Romulans. Because it was we. A, yeah, we, we, yeah. we Starfleet, you and I, when we talked with the Romulans, uh, they were really, they didn't want us to have this. Technology. No, but the reason why they're able to do it with the Defiant right. is because yeah. yeah, is because they made an agreement for that one ship. And you cannot do it in the Alpha Quadrant. It can only be done in the Gamma Quadrant. Right. Yeah. So yep. uh, it, I, I hadn't thought of it like that. That's a really good point you just made, though. It, I, I had not thought about the that's. They did cover their butts a little bit there. Of, you know, hey, suddenly, you know, even to my criticism earlier, suddenly they they are able to detect cloaks. Right. That information just has never gotten there. Right. Well, I think they might be able to use the planet. Sure. But I'm not sure they're going to be able to. I don't know. I, it, they it, don't it, have the spore drive to be able to, to do what they right. were trying to do. Yeah. What are they have the tech? Anyway, I don't know. I, I, yeah. We'll see what happens. This may resolve itself again in two episodes yeah. next season. Yeah. So I don't want to get too far down that, that rabbit yeah. hole. So uh, so we uh, we push forward. So um, uh, Lorca asks for one more jump from Stamets. Let's get yeah. home, get back to Starbase 46. Um, one more jump from you. And, and Stamets says, okay, I'll do one more jump because I want to get the family home. But that's it. That's my last jump that I will do. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, and, and that was, and this is not a criticism. It's just what it was. Um, they were telegraphing so hard. Um, what was, what was about to happen? You know, Stamets and Lorca are standing, you know, at the edge of this force field, at the docking bay, um, looking out at, you know, the sunrise on Pavo and it's beautiful and gorgeous. And it's, um, I thought they were going to kill Stamets. Frankly, I, I thought, I thought Stamets was going to die after this, during this jump yeah. um, to wherever they were. And, um, because it was just so mournful in a beautiful way, the way that they were talking. Yeah. Um, and it, it absolutely is just, it was a great scene between the two of them. Yeah. That was a gorgeous, a gorgeous place to have a conversation. Right. And then, you know, the yeah, whole, why are they it, not it having was, meetings there? All right. Exactly. Right. Can, can we bring the, uh, the, the staff table in here, please? Because yeah. uh, this is where we need to, 
yeah, no, that was really neat. It really was. So uh, Tyler, oh, so I forgot about this part. So Tyler um, is back in his quarters and is having nightmares of uh, of Laurel. Um, and he's yes. been having these flashbacks, these kind of PTSD flashbacks for a while of, of torture, and they're they're pretty intense. I wouldn't say they're horribly gruesome, but they're in, they're intense um, flashbacks with a lot of blood, lots of. They are, I think, intentionally vague. As very to what much is, so. What is happening? There's just yeah. screaming and. Uh, you don't see Laurel doing anything that seems to be like really, truly like torturous, but more like it could be surgery, frankly, surgery. Yeah. And just intense surgery. So, yeah. Yeah. Along with that, yes. we have now breached. You know, we, a couple of weeks ago, we had our first F word in, in Star Trek. Yeah. Yep. We now have our first nudity in Star Trek. I'm going to I'm going to say I'm, I'm not totally with you on this. Uh, I think we saw the first alien nudity in Star Trek. <laughs> That's true. And may, maybe not the first alien nudity. We've, I think there's other been other aliens that have been nude in uh, Star Trek. Odo is naked all the time. All so, the time. I guess that's true. He's, he is always naked. He is always naked. Even yeah. when he looks like he has clothes on, that ain't clothes. <laughs> oh, no clothes that'd there. Be, that'd be his, his self. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I know that it, that there was definitely some, uh, some, yeah, it definitely would be, I don't know. I, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, getting getting into it. I mean, there there are particular portions of anatomy that are that are shown that are regularly yes. not shown in Star Trek. Um, it's true, and, <laughs> and you know, it's. I will say, and, and you know what? Honestly, it was. It's one of those things. I guess it's like the. I, I sound incredibly prudish, I suppose, in, in all of this. But it, the big thing is, I. They could have still had the scene. Frankly, sex scenes are, are rare in Star Trek. You know, we we know that it happens. Kirk sleeps with everybody in the entire universe. And, and oh, so sure. So does yeah. Trip, by the way. Upon watching Enterprise, Commander Tucker sleeps with everybody, and he gets pregnant at one point. Um, Riker but, uh, as well. No, oh Riker too. Yep. Oh Riker, maybe got the raciest we've ever seen. But yeah, uh, we. But no, hang one, on. We've never Let's got a sex up. scene. Yeah, that, that's 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 important point. Important point. This is nudity in a in a sex scene. Yep. So, so that that's an important piece of the puzzle to know. Sure what kind of torture he was going through. Why, why in most of his flashbacks, is it seemingly with blood and, yep. you know, we're seeing sharp objects and like, looks like torture, what you'd consider to be prisoner of war torture. Yeah. And then we get to a table and yeah. All that right. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then we go to this, which is a bed with mm-hmm. Tyler and Laurel. Yep. Uh, it's just an and- interesting, it's an interesting thing to to think about like is this actually did this happen pre or post you know what i mean is is, is he is he placing himself where somebody else's memories yes exactly like is is he is he remembering things when he was in another body um that kind of stuff so right and and that leads to i mean moving beyond the the criticism of of the the nudity and the sex scene it leads us to a great place And, and it's where you know i wouldn't say I would say that the extent of of the sex scene is is um, gratuitous. I think that you could have cut out two, literally just two seconds of it, two micro shots of it, and and you would barely have needed the MA rating. But um, I the, honestly, uh, I honestly didn't mind it. I I honestly didn't. I it didn't bother me at all. Yeah. Like I wasn't. But once again, can you watch this with your kids? No, but that's that's not what this Star Trek is. I know. I know. And I, there and is I, here. Yeah. Here's what they haven't done. They haven't taken the next generation or Voyager away from you. Start there. So uh, this is the thing. Like, there's no reason you to die on that hill. 
There's no reason to die on that hill because this is not for them. This isn't True. for them. I'm True. not going to watch Game of Thrones with them until they're <laughs> older either. There's yeah. a, this just is a different thing. I know it's Star Trek, but it's yeah. a different Star Trek, and that's okay. I'm okay yeah. with that. This is, but this is where we we had this conversation earlier on in the season. Even with once it was announced that there was some TVMA, you know, we had even said, you yes. know, I don't think they'll ever go to this point. I think I think you know they'll they'll, they'll <laughs> right. have some violence and and I don't think we even mentioned like, swearing or anything. But. I genu- I genuinely still don't think they have like okay. I, this is for me. This is alien. Like this is obviously a prosthetic boobies. All right. So <laughs> I, let's just I, let's just be. I'm, I, I'm just it, being honest with you. you like compared this is, it. When, this when we were talking, you compared it to uh, to Batman and Robin. You know, yeah. we, get, we get nipples on the bat suits. Yeah, you know? I just, I it's it really didn't bother me. I wasn't like thinking to myself, oh, they just did nudity. I was thinking more yeah. like, oh man, I didn't need to see that. But why did you say it? It was you said we don't need to see that because. Because it's Klingon <laughs> grossness. <laughs> I'm also going to say that was the most human Klingon sex ever. <laughs> That's true. Like, we Normally, saw from, from yeah. Worf and that growly lady in that, in, uh, I forget, is Q Hu or something like that, yeah. where, uh, yeah, she comes up and he's like, she's growling and like swiping at him and, and he says, this is yeah. sex. And yeah. So, eh, okay. Um, it didn't bother me nearly as much as it did, as it did you. I really, it, I. And it doesn't bother me if it's not Star Trek. Like, I guess that's just what it is for me. There is a line in Star Trek, you know, it's, well, it's not like I have not seen movies where there is a, a, a sex scene, you know, but it's just like, it's not Star Trek. <laughs> Why? Thanks mom for, uh, mom and dad for watching and listening and, and giving <laughs> my perspective on this. <laughs> Does mom listen to the show? Mom, mom and dad listen to the show. Oh, I okay. even think grandma might listen to the show. So, oh boy. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Uh, if I ever meet you, mom, dad, grandma. Anyway, uh, this does, however, I mean, so by criticism, usually for for gratuitous scenes like uh, in in shows, this is not gratuitous in terms of it, it is fully no. plot related. Yeah. We we move directly to a scene that's amazing with where. Tyler walks into the brig, falls to his knees in front of Laurel, um, and I think he just says, what did you do to me? Right. And yep. she says, don't worry. I will never let them hurt you soon. Yes. And well, no, no, no. Those are two separate things. Right, right. Period. And then, I will like, never I let them hurt you. Black alert. And then Lyria. Yeah, black soon. alert. Black alert. And he, as he's yep. walking away, she says, oh, soon. Oh, I'm, I can't wait for this to be revealed. I, I did. I, I'm not going to lie. I wanted a little bit more revealed. Yeah, me this too, episode, man. That really, but, cause, cause they, now they know, they know we know. Right. And it, so they're teasing us and it's rude, but it's good. It's good. Yeah. Story. Well, again, like I, I, I watched after Trek and they had a, did they talk uh, about it? Well, they had a poll question mm-hmm. that said, why does Laurel want to get on the discovery? And it it's, was it's obvious. Yeah, and one was she wants to be close to Tyler or she wants to uh, like destroy Discovery or something like that. It was something like, you know, those are the two options. (laughs) And the audience all went with the other one and everybody there on set went to be close with Tyler. And you could tell there was a moment when the cast looked at them. And they all stopped. Are we allowed to say this? Yeah. yeah. And they all were like, oh, 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 we shouldn't. Who all was we there? should not discuss. Sonequa Martin-Green and uh-huh. um, the gal who plays Tilly was there oh, with cool. the guests. Okay. And then. Um, so Laurel wasn't there. No. Uh, Mary Shifo. Okay. 
Morello's not there, but the writers were, they okay. Skyped in. They're interesting writers. I watched an interview with them. Um, they, uh, yeah. and actually one of them just started following us on Twitter. So that was cool. But, uh, Whoa. Hey, all yeah, right. Sweet. Uh, it's, and I forget which one I, I looked up, but, um, really, uh, uh, they're a cool writing team. They they just I, seem interesting. I was gonna say I I really liked what they did in this episode. Like I yep. think I think there's a this lot of really first, great stuff. This is their first produced. Um, I think they had one episode they wrote for Rain on the CW, but this is their first produced sci-fi. Everybody seemed to be really excited about what they had done. So yep. I, I have a feeling they're gonna. I'm hoping that they'll they'll do some more because yeah. I, I like the pacing of this. Like I said before, I felt this. I felt like this had a different a different feeling than yep. just rehashing old Star Trek stuff. Like I, right. I'm all, I'm down for going back to that Star Trek stuff. I love the nostalgia yep. feeling, but this felt genuinely new to me, which yep. I really loved and appreciated and super effective. It, yeah. It really. Yep. It worked on all levels. I think um, criticisms aside, which, which admittedly are small. Uh, it worked on all, all levels. So, um, Moving on, Stamets prepares for his final jump. You know, he he goes up. It has they forecasted this in multiple scenes. You know, he, his talk with with Lorca. Then he goes in and um, and talks with uh, with Colber. And I, which I keep forgetting Colber's first name. I only call him Colber, but um, so he talks with him. And you know, they're going to go on uh, on vacation after this. They're going to go see an opera together. Um, and then you know, they 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 share very meaningful looks as he walks in there. And you're like, it uh, walks into the chamber to get plugged in. And, and did you say you they know kiss? Something. By the way. Oh no, I didn't. They they do kiss. Yep. They that do. is that is yep. a big deal. That's the yep. first, uh, you know. That, that's the first time that's ever happened in Star Trek. So that's a that's a there's pretty a, big deal too. There's a little bit debate of debate on that one because I guess it is the first um, blatantly openly homosexual kiss on on um, right. Star Trek because there was the there's the one episode in Deep Space Nine where Dax meets a former well, they, yeah, but they mate. said they said they said male and male. Oh, like, that's I, the I, gotcha, first I gotcha. Male to sure. male. Yeah, kiss gotcha. on 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 screen. So yeah. that's a big so de- that's a big deal. Quite a few barriers in this in this episode in this yes. season, but this episode alone. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And and I think it was all very meaningful. Like I, I actually this this exchange, uh, I thought was some really great acting between yep. both of the character, both of the actors. The characters had a great moment, and like you said, like as he walks in, Stamets says, "I love you." You know how try yeah. Colbert yep. doesn't. Oh, he doesn't. I didn't realize that. Not, he he waits until until things start going mm-hmm. really wrong. But but maybe this maybe, maybe that maybe that happened. No, it did. It happens in this moment. Okay. Right? Doesn't it? I think so. Maybe it happened when he does 133 jumps. Maybe that happened earlier. That's that may that's have what I was earlier. thinking. Yeah. Yeah. He, he says something like "I love you," you know. And yes. Then, it, right. It, but it was maybe it was in the middle of those jumps. I I, did I can't remember either. That. But I, I like that moment as well. I, if, if it was yeah. here or there, I cannot. I'm I, I'm sorry, my memory fails me. But that was a good moment too. I just felt like these two characters, up until now, I have not yep. really, honestly, thought they were. We haven't great. seen enough of them. Yeah. Up until now, they've he, just been together in a hallway together or something like that, or, or brushing, brushing their, their teeth. teeth. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't really care for that. I didn't feel like there was a whole lot of like. Because it came out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, it, this, it wasn't this, like we had seen them develop. Yeah, this I bought, and I, I, I thought was which was was handled fairly well. I really did yeah. think it was good. So anyway, so he he hops in to do this final. What he's saying yep. is his final jump. His final jump. Which come on, of course, is his final jump in, in more ways than one. So right. um, we uh, they they get ready to jump, and it's it's really crazy, and the sequence of events is is very interesting. Um, and and 
I'm going to in a minute back up and and explain not explain this but but theorize about this through a different light in a minute. So okay. um, they uh, they plot a course uh, just yes. as as always. You know, all right, get ready. We're gonna we're gonna go home. Um, uh, Lorca orders the jump. Um, he plugs in just like normal, but um, Stamets screams instead of instead of wincing, kind of like he's done before. Um, he screams. There's a big lurch. The chamber ices over, which yes. is very interesting. There's a frost covers all of the the windows. Yep. Um, they they jolt differently than normal. The the ship when it when it spins. We I don't know if we've described this yet, but but um, black alert when it happens when they are when they're using the spore drive. The um, the saucer spins like clockwise, but then the ship. Um, I don't even know how you describe it. It spins like. It's almost like, like a an gyroscope. Inception. If, if you're familiar with Inception, like mm-hmm. the like, it just like, it yeah, it spirals around itself. Like there's yeah. multiple versions of itself that kind of just, yeah, like spiral around. Yeah, it's yeah. really a neat effect. It's, it's a great very, effect. It's very different than warp. You, there, there's it, no getting around the fact that that yeah. is that's different than warp. And we've never seen anything like that. I can't in an, even in another movie. I can't. I don't think we've seen something like that. So that's cool. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, Battlestar Galactica had its, they, they kind of just flashed into existence um, right. when they, when they use the FTL drive, this one. Um, it almost reminds me cool. of, um, of like the agents in uh, the matrix where like, you know, sure. moving yeah. really fast where you could let, you'd see like multiple versions of the same sure. character. Um, that's what it feels like is, is there's multiple versions of discovery moving around in a circle yep. and then they flash out. So I think yeah. that is what we're seeing, I think is, is, is multiple parallel universes. Like, well, and that's exactly what happens in this one. This time, instead of just spinning around, you know, um, on itself, we yeah. see two, we see two discoveries for a moment. Yes. Um, side by side spinning. Yes. Which is, I think, incredibly telling. Yes. Um, and then, you know, uh, they open up the chamber, Stamets falls out, his eyes have become kind of milky white. Yes. Um, and he's staring off into nothing and he says, I can see all infinite permutations. And I think he says something that's so beautiful or so amazing. Um, and and that's the last that we see of that. And then Saru and, you know, everybody on the bridge is, is freaking out. Saru says, I, I have no idea where we are. Yeah. And Lorca, you know, kind of walks up to the edge of the screen and is looking outward. There is debris everywhere. They don't know where they are. Um, they can't even figure out where they are. It's not like it's not like they got to the starbase and the starbase is not there. Um, they just have no clue where they. Yeah, they, to. yeah. Saru cannot with the mapping systems that he has accessible. He cannot tell where they are. Yeah, which yeah. is interesting because even in like Voyager, when they got to when they got shot to the Delta Quadrant, they, they knew could where they were. Use stars to tell where they were. So this is someplace wildly different. And it's yeah, purple and or fuchsia-ish. Like there's like a nebula or something. It's, it's oh, the, right, the right, coloring right. outside is very okay, interesting. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah so and, uh, and this may be what you're going to dive into because there's a moment in this entire sequence that I think they do very intentionally. Uh, and maybe this is what you're going to say, maybe not. But uh, Lorca... Mm-hmm. Pops open like a little like iPad deal. No, we've seen him do this before. We've just never seen it. We've never seen what it looks like before. Okay. And I, my question to you is, is Lor- did Lorca do this on purpose? There, there's a very interesting thing. So what you're describing is, you know, in, in his captain's chair, just like we've seen Picard has in his captain chair, he has a little display or a little readout. Sure. Um, Lorca has one as well. We zoom in on it this time. He opens up the, the spore jump controls and we see a readout on his uh, on his Override. panel. Um, all the other all of the other ones, like up through one thirty, 
133. We see all these other um, jumps that they've done. Lorca types in um, override Lorca G, um, uh, Lorca, uh, Gabriel Lorca, Lorca comma G. Um, and then, and then they, he says, Lorca says, let's go home right before the, uh, the spore drive or the ship jumps and they get to the wrong place. So there's this theory now that Lorca, I, I did not subscribe to this. This is just an interesting theory. I, I don't think this is what's happening, but maybe we're wrong. There's a theory now that Lorca is actually from the mirror universe. Oh, Right? I know. And apparently it's been around for a while. I, did, I never saw it before today. Um, I was just looking up because I noticed the same thing you did. I was like, oh, does anybody have close-ups on this panel? I'm wondering what it actually said. And and then this, this fan theory came up. Um, yeah, I don't, I so don't yeah. know if I buy that, but I do think he probably did it on purpose. But do you think he knew what he was – like knew that yes. this would send them elsewhere? Yes, because okay. he wants it to keep going. Right. The the only thing for me is Lorca seemed very surprised. Um, he's he's he goes and walks to the edge. He's he's really looking out through the view screen. Is he acting for his crew then? No, I think he may actually be surprised. He didn't know where that was going to send them. Yes. Okay. Because well, when I watched this, because I did notice, I didn't notice the the override Lorca right. G, but this close up on the panel, uh, I haven't read anything about this. I didn't know anything, but like I thought. Lorca probably did this on purpose because yeah. once Stemet said, this is going to be the last thing, Lorca can't have that. Right. He has to have Stemets there. Yep. So what do I do? Well, I'm going to do this crazy theory that I have, th- th- this information that I've been putting together over the last several weeks, months, whatever mm-hmm. it's been, and I'm just going to put this, this, you know, I don't know, whatever it is, pure mutation, this idea, this this throw this wrench, this the sabot, uh, yep. as uh, from Star Trek, yeah. uh, yep. and uh, and just see what happens. And so I think that's what happened is is he's like he genuinely wasn't sure if they're going to show up at the starbase, if okay. they were going to show up, you know, smack dab in the middle of the Delta Quadrant, or sure where they actually ended up, which is a parallel universe. And I think he's genuinely like, oh my gosh, it worked. Yeah, I think he's more surprised that it worked and does want to know where they are, but I yeah. don't think he's surprised that something went wrong. Does that make sense? Yeah. I th- no, I think that, I think that makes sense. And, and that means uh, regardless of, I guess, motivation, you know, the, the point here is we are now, we're now in another universe. You know, will they even, do they get home? You know, I think, I think very honestly, if, if they never get, if they never get back home, that actually works really well for tying up the timeline yes. stuff, um, all that yeah. other stuff. And and you know, what is wrong with having a whole series set in the mirror universe after this? Nothing. I think nothing. I think that's so cool. You know, it it, it gets us but, to see a whole it, lot of stuff. But honestly, what I don't, I don't, I I think, I think what we're gonna get. Here's my theory. You ready? Okay. Here's, here it is. Let's do it. I think what we're gonna get is um, Star Trek sliders did you ever watch the television wow, show? wow i haven't sliders? thought about that okay yeah how so like what do you think they would be doing what would they they're going to jump in between they're going to continue to find their way home but they're going to continue sure. to jump into alternate universes that would be sweet so in this universe the klingons have taken over the entire right play you know in this universe you know the they're, they're everybody's peace loving and, and right. wonderful and fantastic and in this universe so instead of different worlds they're going to different universes completely different parallel interesting. universes interesting and then trying eventually to 
to get home to get home to to find to find a a a sequence of events that that they can eventually get home yeah very very interesting yeah that's my that's that as soon as this happened as soon as we i knew we were going for sure to parallel universes yeah i thought we're this is what we're this is discovery discovery is going to be mapping he they've got this big map and so what they're going to be doing is is they're going to be okay we're here okay and then we're here and then we're here and as soon as they have enough data then they can use that to get back home they have to have you know all the you know points in order to do it so i've got a feeling that's what they're gonna be they're they're gonna just like jump randomly jump into new universes to see what happens and then they're gonna map how they moved and then hopefully eventually get back home i i hope so I, i i think it 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 blows open the possibilities um i think i hope it's not just a stunt for an episode and they get home you know i agree yeah really i I feel like that's that would be a waste much like you know if they if they just killed cornwell you know like we thought it's that's just a waste um so i i think they really have a but honestly what makes me think that it's not is that they wrapped up the klingon war so well right yeah you know what i mean like they took out the like if they were going to do that i feel like they would have left cole alive in some way shape or form yeah, but they didn't do that. They no. they took out you know the Klingon Emperor. Or I guess he's not Cornwell the is safe. Cole is killed. Yeah, yeah. And they've got all the major players. Laurel is on the on sh- on the ship with them. I got a feeling Laurel is going to join the crew in some way, shape, or form. You know what I mean? Like that's which is all the more reason they can't come home. You know, because that undercuts. Mm-hmm. You know, Worf is not the first right Hulk, uh, uh, Klingon. Well, but I mean, no, I don't think Laurel joins Starfleet, but I think she'll join the. The crew. She'll, the crew. she'll, she'll, you know, have. She'll after have after her. revealing Vol, because that's going to be some major tension. Revealing who right. Vol is. It's, it's going to be a, a, oh. a love triangle. Oh, it's going to be so. Cool. Oh man, I didn't think about that. Oh yeah. Ooh, okay. That's going to be. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be crazy. I, 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 I. If it's not that, I, I have no idea what they're doing. You know, and in a, in. Still, maybe a great way. I just, I, I, there's no predicting it if it's not that. It's so. just a question of how long it will be. Obviously, right. we're in a parallel universe. Obviously, yeah. Laurel is in some way, shape, or form influencing uh, Tyler, and in, in, in whether or not he is who we think he is, he is. We don't know the full story, obviously. Yeah. So there's just we're going to figure out all that stuff. They put all the players now on the ship, yeah. And now the ship can move around. And now, honestly, I do think. In order to keep the timeline pure, yeah. we're just going to be jumping from place to place to place. And they're going to have to figure out what to do about Stamets. You know, is he able to jump any longer? You know, that's that is the next thing too. So. Yeah, I mean that's an, that's another problem. I mean that may be like a two or three episode arc, and then he's able yeah. to get his powers back, his mojo back, or whatever. And then yeah. you know they 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 figure it out, and they're able to you know jump on a regular basis or. Maybe it's a timer like Sliders. You remember? Yep. Did you watch Sliders? The, the I show? know of it, but I've never seen it myself. I I, I know the so they the would reference, like you know it. it it was it was a sci-fi show. I really enjoyed. it. It's really cool. I heard it was great. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's basically you know this this kid invents a a device that opens up wormholes that allow him to travel through to see parallel universes. Yeah, and so the, what's important is is that the device itself, every time you shoot it off you go through the portal, then it tells you how much longer you have until it creates another portal so you can go home. Okay. And so, obviously, in the show, the that thing breaks, and every, you know, it, whether it might be an hour, or it might be seven days, or it sure. might be ten days, you're stuck in this parallel universe, and then you slide again to see if you've gone home. 
and because it doesn't know it, it lost track. Oh, of so it doesn't all, does it? It does not always bring you back home. It's supposed to, but it breaks. Oh, and so that's what they do. They slide in between parallel universes trying to find a way home. Who's the main actor in that? Is Jerry, it, I remember, Jerry, Jerry O'Connell, O'Connell. Mm-hmm. from uh, Stand By Me, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. I, I was like, I know I've seen, I've seen like the, the DVD cases with his face on it. I, I, I loved yeah. sliders growing up. Yeah. It was, it was really, it was a lot of fun. And this yeah. I'm hoping is, I mean, I wouldn't mind a Star Trek sliders sure. edition. Um, because sure. you know, there's so much richness with, uh, you know, past characters and aliens and stuff. I mean, wouldn't it be neat to see, you know, a, an alternate version of fill in the blank? Yeah, a, a, a place where the Borg are actually the good guys. Oh, you know that'd what I be mean? so cool. It's just yeah. you know, like just crazy. Like you can do some 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 nuts stuff there. So who knows? Or, or even if we go, you know, eventually go way into the future, you know, and we're just then again, timeline problems are not an issue, and right, and they get back home, but it's not the same time. You know, right, that would be that'd be neat. Yeah, it's like in the future, or they yeah. they realize that there's been. I mean, what would be really neat, honestly, yeah, is if they jump and it's a hundred years past Star Trek, the next generation. Exactly. I, I would love it. I, I think that would be They're They're, they're there. Yep. You, you guys are discovery. We have, we have historical we've, records of you guys. Known, yeah. Here you are again what to you. And now, and now they can just have adventures in the future. Right. Ah, it opens yeah. up so many possibilities, it so does. many sci-fi options, which, you know, that's what we want. We want a yeah. good, like blank canvas for sci-fi. And that yeah. is, what this gives us. I agree. Very different than any other Star Trek. Yeah. It's, it's very, focused on very, very different things. It's, it's doing what Voyager did in, you know, just in its, in its own way, you know, Hey, we, we are in a new area. We're not going to run into any aliens we've ever seen before, but this time they could, but they're just different. You know, they can do anything. Right. We could see the Cardassians. We could exactly. see whoever. And you nobody know. has a problem with it. No, 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 none of us will be like, well, actually that's not the yeah. way when well, this universe it is. Yeah. This is the way it happened in that universe. Yep. So this is uh, this is it though until January seventh. Um, <laughs> it's I know it's killing me. Uh, you know, after last week, I could have been like, you know, I can I can wait. I can wait for another episode. It's yeah. oof. We've got almost two months. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. Yeah. And I'm gonna miss speaking with you. But I think we're gonna do one more episode, right? At least yeah, one more. Um, the only thing is, I, I want to try and convince you to, to do some Orville. But uh, we okay. uh, all right. We're maybe we do a bonus episode of the Orville or something. But um. So we, we let's do one more episode. Um, we will we'll talk because I, I think I actually I can't record next week. So um, that's fine. Yeah, no worries. Man. We'll, but, uh, we'll do it some other time. But I just got two months to do some other stuff. So I've I've got to continue talking with you. I'm gonna miss <laughs> right? my time on time. So <laughs> I know I, I I'm really it's, it's it's weird. You know I I'm I'm sitting ready. I I love sitting and just geeking with you. It's, yeah, it's been great. It is. It's been wonderful. I I've really had a good time because. Honestly, up until uh, I had we had dinner with some good friends of ours uh, three nights ago, and they had been watching Discovery, yeah, which is rare because a lot of my friends are waiting. They're just yeah. you know, even hardcore Star Trek fans are still waiting. Yeah, but I was talking with them, and they were talking about. It. I was like, "Oh, you guys are watching Discovery," and they're like, yeah. "I was like." What, what do you think about it? Because yeah. all my everybody, other... we have to be so tentative with everybody, yeah, yeah. right? So, because all my other friends, my Melody is not a huge fan. Yep. My brother-in-law not a great fan. Other folks just have who have watched it just did not enjoy it or are not sure. And I thought for sure they were going to say, uh, "We didn't really." Like. 
No, they said we love it. We're loving it. Awesome. Oh, we good. think this is great. We're having a really good time with it. And I was like, yes. I li- I kid you not, guys. I stood up and hugged them both. Nice. Right there in the nice. middle of dinner, I, I stood <laughs> up and hugged them because uh. I just I I love being able to talk with somebody about it who is at least somewhat positive about what's happening. So I'm gonna yeah. miss that. You know what I mean? I, I agree. And, and and that's kind of just to, to kind of tease for everybody. That's that's what we're talking about for this next episode. We um, And so you know, those of you who are listening, chime in with, with us because we really actually want your input. Um, we're, we're trying to kind of dissect – and tell me if I'm describing this right. We're trying to kind of dissect the state of Star Trek – fans maybe sure. right now of of because i'm the same as you i i know a lot of trekkies i know a lot of people who love sci-fi but they are really hesitant to get into it and part part of it is the cbsl access price tag um right. part of it oh you know what's interesting um i I'm, i mentioned this last week i'm writing for this this website ready steady cut um they are uk based and so the the crew that I'm talking with there, uh, they've got a great podcast. I'm not reviewing Discovery for them. The guy who is, we might need to get him on here. The yeah. guy who is is not a Trekkie, at all. But he's actually really loving Discovery. So it's it's it would be interesting to get his perspective on. But it. he's not paying for it because it is. Netflix. It's on Netflix, and so they had no idea. I, I was texting him and and, and kind of just really like a, an offhand. I just didn't think about the fact that they have it on Netflix there, and I said. Um, yeah, it's you know I I really like Discovery. I just wish I wasn't having to pay extra for it. And they go, wait, what? You're paying extra for it? Yeah. Uh, and it just didn't occur to me. And uh, I said, yeah, there's this extra pay service on in the U.S. And and they said, oh man, that really stinks. Uh, so I just. It's weird that we're being penalized in the U.S. for seeing this. It is. You know? It is. Yeah. Well, we're the ones who are footing the bills. What we are. We're we're the exactly. ones who are paying for for Discovery to to exist, or at least. And make it Netflix more can afford. See, that's the other thing. Netflix can afford to uh, to pay that extra bit. I, it's really obviously they can. They're they're doing it elsewhere. That's well, well, the that's, thing. That's all licensing, though. You know what I mean? I like know. they could afford it. Yeah. It should be a Netflix original show. Well, the problem is that CBS. Yeah, but CBS owns the rights. They're the ones who are you know Which doing it. Which is weird. Okay, I can't believe we're going in a weird way. But I, so I'm again. It's this for this show next week on Tuesday, everybody. Uh, Tuesday, my first review. I'm I'm watching through the original series right now, and we're gonna have about two two releases of this a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. They're coming out. So I'm doing all this kind of research and rewatch of of the original series, and. I've I just assumed it was all on on CBS. It was aired on NBC. NBC. Yeah, I man. didn't remember this. I, I just assumed that CBS is so protective of their Star Trek rights. Yeah, it's it was NBC originally. So, um, yeah, this know. is a, this is a Paramount show. a Paramount thing that happened because it's know, Paramount, not yeah, less than it is. Yeah, uh, well, Paramount owns the, the films and they also own the property. Yeah, and then they kind of lease know, it out elsewhere. Well, CBS owns the television rights. Oh, really? That's what it is. It's yeah. the difference. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is, you know, it's all the, the, the mess that you get from, you know, like Marvel Studios yeah. and yeah. Marvel Films and Marvel Comics. It's just, you know, when you get a big company and a property that's worth a lot of money, uh, it, it can fracture that yeah. way. And it, it, that's it's true. true. So anyway, okay, cool. So that, bring, yeah. that brings us uh, pretty much to the end. So so teasing ahead, like we sort of said, just we're, we're looking at that state of Star Trek fandom. So, so yes. uh, tweet into us, guys. Uh, talk to us on, on Facebook. Um, tweet us at the, at the next Trek. Uh, uh, I guess, how are you guys feeling about this, this uh, paying, you know, footing the bill for CBS All Access? Or, yeah, and like, also just, is it a worth worthwhile show? That's that's the question, is how, how do we speak to, because what I want to do is I want to have a discussion that I can forward with 
yeah. forward on to my friends who have not watched the show yet and convince them to at least try it. Right. So I want to talk with you, Tyler, about like, okay, so, hey, listen, you may not know anything about Star Trek. You may love Star Trek, but why should you be watching Discovery? Yeah. Why, why is this something that is that is a that is worth your time and worth your hard-earned cash and yep. now we've got what is it not nine episodes nine episodes yep that if you pay for one month you can binge those nine episodes you can do the free trial right know, exactly and- yeah totally yeah, yeah yeah so do the free trial and try them. so i think now we wish we need to convince people that now is the right time to jump in to yep. try it uh, and then, you know, to, to go from there. So that's what we want to, that's what I really want to do is have that discussion. Yeah. And then we can get to spoilers afterwards, but I, I want to have at least well, a, a good a chunk spoiler of spoiler free discussion. Yeah. Maybe of just what are the merits of it? If yes. you love Star Trek, you know, this part of Star Trek, you know, Hey, Hey, there will be an episode for you or whatever. Uh, I, I really like that idea. And, and CBS, if you want to sponsor us, uh, feel free. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm paying, we're doing your work for you. I'm paying for it. So if you want to pay me back, <laughs> yeah, just, just give it to give us, us a free, free. month. Yeah. yeah, exactly. A free month would be great. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to the end. Uh, like I, like we said, we'll we'll see you hopefully in a you know maybe a couple of weeks. We'll we'll get another episode out to you guys, and then uh, and maybe maybe another bonus thing. But then, I guess until uh, until then, and definitely until January seventh. Live long and prosper, everyone. Live long and prosper. 